This is Sports Geek Central, and I'm your host, Philip Cavallo. What's up, guys? Uh, sorry I uh, haven't been uploading in the last weeks. Uh, I had my grandparents over for um, two weeks ago. They left, but they were here for two weeks, so I kind of wanted to spend time with them. Um, also, I had spring break last week, so I went to Georgia, spent some time with friends in Georgia, had a really great time, still a little chilly, but, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to, to like better, the cold over there or the humidity over here, I don't know what's worse, I guess I could say, but, yeah, school started, bummer, Uh, I got nine weeks until... I'm done with school. I go to Brazil for two months. So I just got to pace myself. I got to be, you know, doing all those tests. I got the SAT coming up soon, uh, AP tests, this and that. But uh, I'm going to keep updating with you guys, talking with you guys. Uh, let me know if you guys want to be on the podcast. I can always, like, you know, during the podcast, give you guys a call so I can get on you guys on the on the podcast. That'd be really cool. I love I love you guys support. Uh thank you. Uh, I'll be posting notifying you that this podcast is available on iTunes and I believe it's on Play Store too. Last time I checked, I had applied for my podcast to be on there, but I'm not so sure. I will check and if I if it is, I'll post uh, I'll sh- I'll say that in the Facebook post. Uh share to your friends, friends that like sports. Maybe they don't like sports so that they can get to love sports because I love sports and honestly, I love sports. I think everybody should. Not everybody do. Not Sorry. Not everybody does, but um, I love to share my love of sports on this podcast. So um, before I start off with uh, anything, uh, I like to... Um, Say about a couple things about uh, today in history in sports. So today is actually um, Randall Cunningham's birthday. Randall Cunningham, famous Eagles quarterback. Um, he was, I guess you could say he's a legend. He was, he uh, was kind of probably one of the first kind of cocky players in the NFL Kind of like stepped out of the box. He was crazy. He was a really good player. Uh, he turns 55 uh, years old today. Um, congratulations, Randall. Um, he was a great quarterback. I wish I could see him. I wish I could have seen him play way before my time. But he was a great quarterback, and I bet Eagles fans would say the, say, say, say the same about him. Um uh, the second one, Manuel Neuer, a famous uh, German goalkeeper who plays for Bayern Munich, uh, who actually is injured right now, but he would have played against Brazil. I'll talk about that later in the show. He would have played probably against Brazil today in their friendly, uh, but he's been hurt. Uh, he turns uh, 32 today, so still a young player. Probably, if he recovers from his injuries, will play in the World Cup. He's been a top goalkeeper for a very, very long time uh, for Germany. And, uh, yeah, so happy birthday to them too. Um, now, the really only thing, I'll have this website called 
on this day, you know, uh, on this day in sports history. The only big thing that happened today was the first international rugby game was played in 1871 and Scotland beat England 1-0. So, uh, first international rugby game played today, March 27th, 1871. Alright, so guys... Um, I like to talk about, I like to, um, start this show with, um, giving my thoughts on, um, the friendly, uh, friendly game between Germany and Brazil today. Uh, very important, maybe not to Germans, maybe not to the German team, maybe not to joking low, very important to Brazil, very important to, um, my, I, I'd say second nation, I have dual citizenship, so I can call myself a Brazilian too, um, proud to be a Brazilian. Uh, it was a, I, I don't know if I'm over exaggerating, but it's a great day to be a Brazilian because we beat Germany. If you guys, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to remember it, but I was, will have to remember it. The seven-one defeat, if you guys recall, in the 2014 World Cup in Brazil in Belo Horizonte, uh, Germany beat um Brazil seven-one. Uh, yeah, seven-one, seven-one. I every time Brazil and Germany is in the same sentence. 7-1 is always, um, is always brought up, um, I knew this, my mom always tells this story about this man who, he was Brazilian and he was in the bathroom and he was like, um, changing in the, in the, in the boys' bathroom and, um, I think he was, uh, he was changing cause he had he just came from swimming and he was just drying himself off and he was these little kids and they, you know, they started asking questions and stuff like that, and he was wearing a Speedo. Well, um, so they were like, hey, making fun of his Speedo, obviously, because Speedos, you know, aren't a thing, but they are a thing in Brazil. Everybody wears Speedos. Um, they were like, ah, ha, 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 you wearing a Speedo? And he's like, no, 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 Brazil, Brazil. And then, you know, they say, 7-1, 7-1, and he got all embarrassed. So it's like, it's the thing that's always going to be brought up uh, when you talk about Brazil, sadly, uh, I remember that day I was watching Brazil game. It was maybe three, four, zero. I was what? I was. That was four years ago. I was thirteen. I took off my Neymar jersey. I threw it on the ground. I cried. Um, I couldn't. I I couldn't take it. It was a sad day for me. Sad day for Brazilians. Um. So, but today, I was I gladly uh, was able to watch uh, the friendly Brazil versus Germany. Um, imagine very anticipated because this was the first game since the 2014 defeat. Brazil won one zero, goal scored by Gabriel Jesus, uh, my favorite player in the Brazilian national team as um, as of like this team that. They play like the, the 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 current roster. I like him the most. Um, it was a great defeat. I mean, a, a great victory for the Brazilians. Uh, I think a lot of confidence. Obviously, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything. It's a friendly, but it definitely gives a lot of confidence. Um, a booster. We played without Neymar, who's hurt, who has a broken uh, metatarsal uh, bone, who's recovering. So it's uh, a great sign of Brazil, 
And I really look forward to watching the World Cup in Brazil, playing in Russia, June 14th to June uh, July 15th. Um, tune in. I think here it is Fox Sports, Fox and Fox and Fox Sports. Um, that's where it's going to be showing here. So I'm really happy. I was really happy with the the way um, the team played. Um, very dominant against Germany. Germany did have some chances. Um, some headers that were almost made by um, Sandro Wagner, but um, he couldn't make them. Gabriel Jesus he made a header. Uh, that was almost um, cleared by the goalie, but it, it went. The ball clearly went over the line, and it was too late for the goalie to try to bat it out. Uh, he tried, but it, it was already over. So I was really impressed with the game. Uh, I look forward to seeing Brazil again. Uh, the next game I want to watch is uh, my uh, my favorite Brazilian team, São Paulo. They play in. The, it's called Campeonato Paulista. It's like the kind of the state um, state tournament, the state like championship. It's the semifinal of that tournament. Is tomorrow we play um, Arrivas Corinthians. Uh, as of late, uh, São Paulo has not been used to be a powerhouse. They barely survived um, demo, uh, demotion into the second league. Corinthians, on the other hand. Won the league last year, so they're a powerhouse as of now. Um, Palmeiras and Santos were both great teams. They played today in the other semifinal. Palmeiras is winning 1-0. Uh, the game is actually going on right now. Um, so, I was really, once again, I was really happy with the, Bra with the way Brazil uh, played. They won. I was happy. Uh, I don't want to over-exaggerate it. But I really think that it's a really great thing, and it it's good for things to come. It shows that good things are coming, hopefully. All right, so um, NFL, NFL. Wow, the the amount of free agent um, changes, trades, uh, pickups. Uh, Drops that have happened in this free agent market this year is crazy. I I don't remember the last time it was this big, this many big names that have been moving teams. I mean, you talk about Kirk Cousins, you talk about Case Keenum, you talk about Ndamukong Sue, um, Robert Quinn, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, um, Akib Talib, Marcus Peters, um. Jarvis Landry, there's rumors that maybe Odell may be leaving. Um, I, I, I really like the chances of these teams that are gaining players, like the Browns, like the Rams. They're just the, the adding of these players obviously boosts their team. And some, play, some teams... I believe that are, are winning this free agency. Some teams have gotten obviously a lot better. Talk about you, Browns. Um, getting a lot better with getting Tyrod Taylor, giving Jarvis Landry. Imagine there's there's rumors that Odell could either go could go to the Rams. He could go to the Browns. Imagine if Odell and Jarvis Landry were on the same team. Honestly, thinking about it would be great, but uh, I think Odell maybe is too much of a diva. 
like he would want the ball more. Maybe it would be different because they were, used to be teammates. But he's a guy that wants the ball, wants to get the ball, wants to be the primary receiver. I think Jarvis Landry is the same. So I don't know if that will work out, but I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to see it like in action, what it would look like if they both played on the same team with Tyrod Taylor uh, as the quarterback. So who I think... Um, is winning the NFL free agency at the moment with the transactions that have happened. I mean, you're talking about. Let me name some th- this team that I'm talking about. Who've they that who who they who have they added? Who've they dropped? Added Akeem Talib. Added Marcus Peters. Uh, there are reports that Nadamikin Sue signed a one-year contract with this team. Already had a great offense last year. Guys they dropped. Sammy Watkins. Robert Quinn. Oh, uh, uh, Alex Ogletree. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the Los Angeles Rams. Probably the, the team that a lot of, a lot of people uh, liked last year um, to go far. They didn't go far. They obviously lost to the eventual winners of the Super Bowl, the Eagles. But their team was already great last year. Had a okay defense. They had a they had a I'm sorry, take that back. They had a great defense. You have you already have um one of the best defensive linemen, Aaron Donald. When you have already have Aaron Donald, defensive player of the year last year. You had Lamarcus Joyner. You add a keep to Really good corner. You add Marcus Peters, who I think is really good, but he has some temper issues, which I believe is the reason that um, Kansas City was um, willing to trade him away. I think he had a little bit of an issue. Another one of those kind of diva um, players. You know, I, I remember one play, he got a flag that he got, and he was so upset, he just threw it into the stands. Um, he got ejected, I believe, for that, and I got, I think he, I think he got a one-game suspension for that, and obviously probably got fined. Um, you get him, obviously, you, you lose Robert Quinn, but you gain the Dominican Sioux, basically, the Dolphins and the Rams swapped, because Robert Quinn went to the Dolphins. This team is, is doing really good. I'd say the team below them, the Browns, getting Jarvis Landry, getting Tyrod Taylor, can Tyrod Taylor be the answer for the quarterback? Maybe for short, but I don't think for long term. There are there there there's rumors that the Browns could go with um could go with um Sam Darnold for the um first uh, first round the uh, first overall pick. Honestly, I believe that you should pick the best player in the draft who is. Sa- Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. He's a guy that can run the ball, can catch the ball. He's a game changer. I know that if you if they pick Sam Donald, they're thinking for the future cuz Tyrod Taylor is not the future. I don't I don't think so. I don't I he he was inconsistent in the Bills. Some days he looked really really good. He could run it like Michael Vick. He could throw really good. Other days, he was very inconsistent. Even got benched last year uh, when Peterson threw five picks in the first half. 
Then he got put back in. So I don't know if he's the answer. I think that he can definitely kind of stop that streak of how many quarterbacks they've had. But I don't think that he can answer the quarterbacks, the quarterback um, dilemma that the Browns have had for so many years. Sam Darnold, I don't know. He could. There's People are saying that he is the best quarterback in this draft. But, so, if people... Honestly, I believe that Saquon Barkley should be picked. I don't. I, I don't know because people always say, "Oh, you know, you can get running backs in third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, still be good." But it's like, but you're not getting Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is a game changer. He's a guy. Obviously, you're gonna find those gems. You're gonna find those Tom Brady's. You're gonna find those those diamond in the roughs. Obviously, that they don't look good now, but looking in 10 years, oh, you can say, oh, I wish I drafted that guy. I wish I drafted that guy. And, but it's just not evident right now. But I think the guy that you know is going to change day one, the Browns and their offense, Saquon Barkley. Uh, so I think that if they pick Saquon Barkley, um, they'll be right with the Rams with the way that they're changing their team with Jarvis Landry. Um Defense that's that's decent, a decent defense. Julius Peppers got some young guys. Julius Peppers, you got Miles Garrett. I think that they're young, and if they can they can fix that quarterback dilemma, pick up Saquon Barkley. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. I think that this team. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go high because. This is a team that's just being put up together this year. I don't know if you can expect everything from them because this is their first year. This is their first year with new quarterback, um, new wide receivers, maybe a new running back. So I'd say they can win at least eight games. Maybe eight, nine, ten games. I say that's the, the max for me, ten games. I don't know if they can make the playoffs. Because of the Steelers, because of the Rams, uh, sorry, because of the the Ravens, Bengals, they're in a, a t- I would say a tough division with the Ra- uh, with the Ravens. You know, almost making the playoffs last year, and the Steelers are always gonna are always um, dominant every year um, for the past couple years. So I believe that they are also on the run for best. Free agency and best like uh off season off season like transactions so far. I believe that they're they're definitely making moves. And if you're a Browns fan, you're I believe I would I would be happy with the moves that they're making because they're being aggressive. They know that they want to win and they want to win now because they're tired of this losing. They're tired of only winning one game in two years. So I believe that this is the year that the Browns stop this 1-15, 0-16 seasons and skyrocket to, I'd say, 8, 9, 10 wins. Obviously, like I said, I'm being um, conservative you give them a couple years, see how this team can be. Then you see 
play just like a team like the 49ers. Now everybody wants to go there. Richard Sherman, they're getting better because they finished off the year good last year. So free agent uh, free agents uh free agent um players are wanting to go there. Browns do good this year. Where a lot of the free agents want to go? The Browns cuz that's that's where winning is going to start happening. You're going to be part of the of the reason that the Browns are winning, so you want to go there. So if the Browns are good, I say that this free agent, um, these free agent signings, um, did a really good job. If they do good next year, and I think they will. Lastly, March Madness. One word to describe it: madness. <laughs> Honestly. This year, I had a feeling that this that this was gonna be extra crazy because of how many times I turned on ESPN, I turned on games of college basketball. Top teams, top teams were were always losing. I don't think there was a really long time where a team was undefeated. One team would be really good and then lose. I remember. Uh, St. Joseph, they beat. I believe they beat Xavier, and they beat. Was it Duke? I can't. I cannot. I, I cannot remember. But the way the teams, good teams, were losing to mediocre teams, and uh, it, I was like, I, I thought to myself, you don't when you're making your your brackets, you know they always say, hey, don't go with so many upsets. Don't go with so many upsets. Upsets never happened. This year, so many of them happened. So many upsets happened. UMBC. That game, I wasn't even watching. Because I had just come home from the hospital with... Because um, I was with my... I uh, was there for my um, my aunt. And her son's... Her and her son. Her aunt, my aunt was in the hospital. He, he texted me later. He said, uh, are you watching this? I was like, what? And then I turn on and it's UMBC blowing out Virginia. I th- first time in men's basketball history that happened. Harvard um, won as a 16 seed. UMBC, the UMBC Retrievers, Retrievers beat the Virginia Cavaliers by 20 points. They destroyed them. I wanted to see it happen. I wanted to see them keep going. It would have been really, it would have been really cool to see them. I was pouring for them. They they ended up not winning um, and going on in the second round. And, uh, going after um, later on, they lost in the round of thirty-two to Kansas State. Uh, other ones, Buffalo broke my bracket. Uh, Cincinnati broke my bracket. Loyola broke my bracket. Florida State, um, Gonzaga, North Carolina, um, Syracuse, just the, the way the, the tournament was going was like upsets, 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 upsets. 
none of obviously none of my sorry none of my brackets picked Loyola Chicago to be in the final four. I did not think they were gonna get far. I looked into them and I saw websites saying, you know, they're 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 a team that can that that can turn some heads. I said, okay, so I picked a couple brackets. I picked them to go one, two rounds, you know, win the first round, maybe lose the second round, win the first two rounds, going to, going to go out in the Sweet 16. None of them I picked. I picked um, Loyola Chicago to win, to go to the Final Four. I picked some, well, I had one bracket that I had Michigan going. So, Loyola Chicago, Michigan, Villanova, Kansas. The first game, Loyola Michigan. That's gonna be a really good game. Great defenses, both great offenses. Um, Custer, Ben Richardson, Cutwig from Loyola, Sister Jean, not even playing. She's part of the tournament. Honestly, the way they've been playing. I think they can beat Michigan, but Michigan is a very tough team. They they've they've shown that they're very defensive. Uh, Wagner, really good. The way they dominated against Kansas State showed a lot to me because the other three games they won by a combined four points. Against uh, Kansas State, they won by fourteen points. Ben Richardson was on fire. Um honestly I I'm gonna go with the upset and I'm gonna go with Loyola I'm gonna go with Loyola Chicago uh to beat Michigan. Sorry guys, my, my dad had just walked in, I told him that was recording. So I I believe that Loyola Chicago was gonna win. Michigan is definitely gonna put up a fight. It's gonna be a close game. Other game, Villanova, Kansas. I'm gonna say Villanova, Kansas. Um, on on and off this year. Uh, obviously they turned it on in the tournament, but I I I think that they kind of had some. They still had their own struggles. They barely beat Duke. They had to overcome like what was a ten point lead in the first round against Penn, uh, against uh, Penn University. In the first half, almost became the first 16th seed. Not almost, but they looked like they were going to become. Then UMBC came around and and took that over, took that crown. But I think it's going to be Villanova. So Loyola Chicago Villanova. Uh, my cousin, the one who texted me about UMBC, he tells me um, statistically, you always go with the blue team, the team with blue. I think it is like the last like. 11 15 uh tournaments uh a team with blue has won like it, it it's crazy only like i think it was the last like 10 or something like that it was only like the the only ones that won that didn't have blue i think it was louisville i can't remember the other one it was louisville and another one so it's like you have a good chance if you're wearing blue. So I'm going to go with Villanova repeating against Loyola Chicago. I'm going to go 70-65. Uh, it's going to be a close game. 
going to be a great championship game. Sadly, I think Loyola Chicago is going to lose. They definitely deserve to win that trophy because they worked hard for it. But I think Villanova is just going to be too strong for them. So, that's my prediction. Villanova, 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 Villanova Wildcats. I remember that that it was two years ago against North Carolina. Chris Jenkins hitting that buzzer beater shot. Really great national championship. I hope that this Final Four um, is even better than uh, years before. Especially with this 11th seed, Loyola Chicago, being in it. Uh, I wish the, the best of luck to these to these um these uh guys in the in in the final four uh I hope that we both have two good games and a great championship all right so I think that's it for today guys um thanks thank you guys for listening I'll be posting this um soon after um um soon after this I just have to kind of edit and then post it on my um podcast streaming then it will be then it will appear on apple and hopefully um play store android play store but i will check about that before i post um notifying you guys on facebook thank you guys for the support thank you guys for the love um i believe that i'll be i'll be back on monday or tuesday i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot for that because usually i tend to have more tests and stuff going on busier later in the week. So Monday and Tuesday is probably my is my best days for podcasting. Maybe Sundays, maybe Saturdays. But I like to do stuff on Mondays and Tuesdays because, you know, there are still sports games going on because uh well I could do it Tuesday because the final four the the, the championship game is on Monday, I believe. Right? Yeah. So I'll probably do it Tuesday. Tuesday week um next Tuesday. So this is Philip Crawford signing out. See you guys.